This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. The Honourable Chris Farfoy visited Free FM this afternoon. He's been Minister of Broadcasting throughout the current government's term of office, and he's always been particularly interested in what we do in the community access radio sector. So I grabbed a couple of minutes with him while he was here to talk about what we do here and the role we played, especially in getting information out during the lockdown periods we've been through and other emergencies that we've faced in this country. I think, especially for some of the more um, diverse communities during lockdown, making sure that they were getting important information and stay connected other than via, you know, Zoom, or they might not have had access to Zoom. Um, so if, again, if they had a regular show um, and they were able to still broadcast, um, uh, whether it be kind of from phone from home or um, get the messages out to the communities, A, to get the public health messages out there, and B, um, make sure that everyone was right, then I think um, that's something that, you know, mainstream media can't do. Um, Facebook and uh, other social media does in a different way. Um, but again, I think it's trusted voices for a particular community at a very challenging time. I think certainly as we've been going around um, some of the community access stations um, over the last kind of month or so, I think the collaboration that already existed really kind of um, uh, gave you um, the ability to adapt quickly, um, share the content if needed. Um, but, but again, I think that it's the um, enduring and long-lasting links into some of those communities that you already had, um, and you know, their confidence to be able to get those messages out um, because it wasn't something new for them. It wasn't something that had to be done because of COVID. It was something that was happening already uh, for many, many years. And again, in in their own language. Um, particular to their own community, whether it be up north or, or down south, was really important. Um, we've seen that happen before, obviously, um, but again, uh, in a time of crisis, I think, uh, making sure that, you know, um, uh, we support the community access stations um, because they do a lot of invisible work in getting messages out there. We became aware through the lockdown periods in particular that there were greater areas of opportunity for us to collaborate with existing iwi stations, also with RNZ and so on. Is that something that you're happy to see and do you think there's further room for that? Yeah, look, I think you're a part of the kind of public broadcasting infrastructure um, and we're doing some uh, wider work around the likes of um, Radio New Zealand and TVNZ. So, you know, it's all uh, publicly funded. Um, so how you can work with, whether it be... Uh, mainstream public media, um, uh, iwi radio stations or the, the um, alliance of community access stations around the country, then, you know, again, maximising the reach, um, maximising the investment that we put in, um, I think, make sure that we get better value um, in terms of the content and also in terms of the investment that the government puts in. And I think it's it's not necessarily um, stuff that people uh, will... will see um, in a bottom line in terms of benefit but I think you know if people are hearing in their own language from someone that they know and trust um, getting messages out at a pretty difficult time and it still is, is a difficult time then I think you know, um, uh, you know dealing with distress or mental health issues and uh, whether it be illness or you know you may have lost some, some work or an amount of work um, is extremely useful. Is the future of our sector, but also broadcasting as it stands at the moment, is, is that uppermost in uh, thinking in terms of the government strategies moving forward, or is it one of those areas that you'll get to later? No, I think we've got to get to it now. There's, you know, there were challenges pre-COVID around um, the media anyway, um, and I think you know COVID came along and exacerbated that for everyone, not, not just necessarily public um, uh, 
broadcasting so um it's a priority for me um i think we, we, we've set a course um with that strengthening public media work that we've talked about wide already um but again part of the as i said in a um debate with a bit of public broadcasting uh alliance um the other day um you know uh, access uh, is as much of a part of the public broadcasting environment as, as rnz is um and i think you know um uh, extremely valued, but not necessarily um, getting the, some credit uh, for the work that it might do for particular communities. Um, when we're in what, what I now call peacetime, which is normal, mm. um, where you know they um, they you know, they move along and do their thing, um, but then when they you know when something hits the fan, they kind of go to another level. Again, we saw that in Christchurch for the earthquakes, and we've spoken about that um, many times in the past. But you know when you're talking about a global pandemic and getting uh, messages out to everyone because everyone was affected. Um, then I think it's uh, really important that that um, that network is there. We're facing some difficult times in the years ahead, though, as we l- look at the cost of what we've been through recently, and the government's going to have to address that at some point. Is the funding for where we are at the moment robust enough to sustain through that period, or do you think we could come under some pressure there? I think you. I think every, everything's going to come under pressure. I think we were lucky enough to get some increased funding out of. Uh, the last budget which helped um, the likes of student radio and access radio, things like captioning so um, it it is um, a lot of um, vulnerable communities that we're trying to support uh, in that way um, via the increased funding Um, well overdue to by the way I I should uh, mention Um, but again I think um, uh, when we were probably last speaking behind the microphone we're talking about the collaboration which is already working um, uh, and has um, paid off benefits in the last six months but it's you know how, how do you build on top of that uh, and again if there's things that we can do as part of the wider um, uh, strengthening public media work that can benefit the likes of the access broadcasters that would be good um, but there's uh, you know if we were sitting in front of the, the group of the um, station managers as well there'd be probably a, a note of caution because you know there's a certain uh, there is a point of difference between uh, access broadcasters and the likes of Radio New Zealand if the opportunity came up for you to continue as broadcasting minister, would you want that? <laughs> well, it's certainly a personal passion of mine. Um, but in order to not um, get in trouble with the boss, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we um, touch wood here, um, had the privilege of coming back, then it, it's certainly something that, that I would like to continue to do. Um, if it doesn't happen, then, uh, then I know I've got a, a band of merry colleagues who are more than capable um, but it's something that I certainly want to make sure that um, the, some of the work that we've got uh, underway is completed. Minister of Broadcasting Chris Farfoy talking to me this afternoon at Free FM. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This Free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.